Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Sex with Emily. On today's show, I'm taking your calls and answering all your love and sex questions. Topics include what to do when you find yourself seven years into a sexless marriage, how to cope with an FWB situation gone wrong, tips for overcoming penis insecurities and stepping up your kissing skills, plus what's with all the slut shaming? Come on, get the answers to all this and more. Thanks for listening. I feel like I'm always talking about the G-Spot, from tips to help you find it to products to help you pleasure it. Normally, this is where I tell you about a great vibrator that is perfectly shaped to get the job done. But not today. This time, I'm going to help you hit the G-Spot during intercourse. Something I happen to know is in a lot of your bucket lists. Introducing the G-Spot link from Sportsheets. The G-Spot link is a positioning strap that allows a woman to comfortably hold her legs at the best angle for a partner to hit the G-Spot during penetration. It's comfy Velcro straps wrap around her ankles with an additional strap that acts as a handle. Just put it on, grab hold, and position yourself. No fatigue, no backache, no shaking muscles, just deep G-spot hitting fun. It might be kind of hard to picture how the G-spot link works, so get more information at sportsheets.com Emily. You know, if you want to see some action shots. If you're ready to transform missionary into extraordinary, try the G-spot link for yourself. Go to sportsheets.com slash Emily, and don't forget to use code Emily at checkout for a special discount just for my listeners. Look into his eyes. They're the eyes of a man obsessed by sex. Eyes that mock our sacred institutions. Bedroom eyes, they call them in a bygone day. Hey, Emily, you got a boyfriend? Because uh, my man E here, he just got his heart broken. He thinks you're kind of cute. The girl's got to have her standards. Oh, my. Do women know about shrinkage? Isn't it common knowledge? What do you mean, like laundry? It shrinks? Can we not talk about sex so much? Are you kidding me? Oh my God, I feel so good. Being bad feels pretty good. Well, you know, Emily's not the kind of girl you just play with. You're listening to Sex with Emily. We're talking about sex relationships and everything in between. For more information, go to sexwithemily.com. We we are having a party there on the website. I'm sure you've been there. Check it out. Because, God, we have so many more uh, viewers on the site now. But we post stuff every day. We post the podcast, blogs, things that will just, you know, help you have better sex. And subscribe to the podcast. Check us out on social media. I can't stop myself from Snapchat and Instagram and all that fun stuff. And, um, okay, I know it's January. It's still like, you know, how many days after the first can you talk about New Year's? I think you get the whole month pretty much. So, um, well, first of all, in today's show, we're going to be taking your calls, which is exciting. We've been doing more and more of that. So um, when you send us your emails, you can just say, hey, I'd like to be called. So that's a little option on our website when you go to the Ask Emily tab. So that's what's going to happen in today's show. But first, again, it still is a new year in my mind, okay? So I was thinking about the last year, which was incredible in so many ways, but I was trying to like flash back to last January. And I thought one of my, one of the things I committed to, um, if you don't feel great about like resolutions, people think it's kind of like a JV way to like make changes in your life just because it's January 1st. But I, I like to think about it. Like 
a year had gone by and what did I want to change? And I really wanted to focus on actually doing my Kegel exercises. Now, you know that I, I have always been sort of obsessed with them the last five years. I think I launched my Kegel Camp app in like 2012. So it was always something it was like, and I did that app because I thought I never remember to do them. So if you download the app, it like sets a daily reminder. And that did help me. Okay. Like I started doing them more regularly. I was like, oh, 11 a.m. time for Kegel Camp. So I like that, but I, so that helped. But the other thing that happened last year is that I got the, um, the intensity. So the intensity is this the kind of a miracle product that you just, you put it in, it looks like a rabbit vibrator, but it actually does your exercises for you. So I just lay back. I do it for like 10 minutes a day. And I would say that in the last year, I want to say I did it every day, but who really does anything every day? Okay. We can't beat ourselves up. When you're like, I'm going to exercise every day of our life. We don't really do that. But I'd say at the beginning, it was probably six or seven days a week. And then later on in the year, probably three to four times a week. And I'm just telling you, you guys, having like kegels of steel is, 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 is an amazing feeling. I walk around, I feel like I'm superwoman. And let me tell you why. Because when your kegels are strong, and you know men can do them too, but unfortunately you can't use the intensity because um, you can't insert it into you. But when you have strong kegels, I feel like, first of all, my G-spot orgasms come so much easier. I can just knock one out like a clitoral orgasm. And, you know, sometimes you sneeze and you pee or you laugh and you pee or you text and you pee. That just happens as a woman. Like sometimes it doesn't happen anymore. And I used to brace for it. I'm like, I'm sneezing and nothing happens. So I'd say it also has helped me want to just, I don't know, it gets, it gets my body more like prime for sex and more like I'm more in touch with my body. And I feel like when I do have sex, which I'm going to get to in a minute, uh, I don't know. It's just been better. So I'm really proud of that, that, that I followed through that this year. So I was thinking about some resolutions, commitments we can all make this year together and, um, you know, around sex and relationships. And so this was my year of being single mostly. Like I have to say, I probably had sex fewer times this year that I've had in my life. And I'm totally okay with that because I, in fact, remember all of them very well. And also, you know, I, I talked about this in a previous show, how I, I really, I did take time to just be single and I wasn't like dying for a relationship. And I just, uh, you know, it's really good to think and reflect of like what you want in a relationship, you know, what you're looking for next, what went wrong in previous relationships. But I was thinking about the sex I had this year and I thought, you know what? Some of it was great. Okay. You all heard about my Latin lover. Um, I talked a lot about that on one show. It was called Cyber Sex, Latin Lovers and Happy Endings. And he was so good. He was like this. He knew, in fact, he knew all about the pelvic floor and Kegel. He was like, he was a tantric master and he totally understood a woman's body. And I have to say, it's very rare that you meet a person like this. And then I thought about the other guys I've dated this year. And I thought, you know, a lot of us just don't update our sexual bag of tricks. We kind of have sex the same way over and over again. And perhaps we, we learned in high school how to have sex and we think, okay, now we make out. Now I, you know, take your shirt off. Then I put my penis inside your vagina and I go after you like a jackhammer. And I don't fault anybody because I know that there's not a lot of great places to learn how to have sex. And perhaps if you just learn by like watching porn or something, no, not bashing porn, but technically speaking, not the best way to learn how to have sex. And so we talk about it a lot on this show about, you know, intimacy and, you know, making eye contact with your partner and tuning into what your partner needs. And so, you know, 
that those are some of the things. But what I mean is that these guys who were like, I felt like they were with this one guy in particular. So it was after a few dates, he came inside and I felt like we had these great, this great intellectual connection. But when it came down to sex, it was like all of a sudden his brain went into like robotic, I am going to hook up with this woman mode. And he started like kissing me and touching me in a way that was like, I could have been any woman. It was like, here's what I do when I'm with a woman. Like maybe he was nervous. He didn't come off like he was nervous. Like you wouldn't have known it. But since I am an expert in this, I thought he's not really paying attention to my responses to what I'm doing. It was like, now's the time where I take off your shirt. Oh, you know what he did was so frustrating. Here's what I'm talking about is he's like, here's the time where I take off your shirt and then I go down your pants. It was like, he barely took my shirt off and then he tried to unbutton my pants, which is my biggest pet peeve when guys skip over your boobs. They're like, your boobs don't even exist. I don't even care because I want to get your pants. And it's like, there is an order here, people. There is an order and like, take time and like linger on my breasts. Like notice them, take a look, feel them, at least pretend you care about my breasts and that you don't just want to get inside my vagina. You know, and it was a, a few instances like that where I just thought, you know, how, how would he know though? Like I thought afterwards and I didn't see him again and it wasn't just because of that, although that was a big part of it. And I thought, I wish I could like send him some notes, just like a little like cliff notes, like, Hey buddy, it's great. You're a sweetheart. But you know, it would have been really nice if you, um, kind of slowed down and you know, gave him some tips. And I thought nobody ever does that. And the reason why I'm saying women do the same thing. We do the same things. is because no one's that honest with us. No one's saying like, you know, that blowjob was great, but it would have been better if you used your hands. And obviously everyone wants something different, but I'm just saying general feedback would be great. And I know our egos are, um, you know, very fragile and it would, might hurt us, but I wonder if there was a way we could, I don't know what. I'm just saying, know that there's probably more information out there that you're not getting. And so I realize why we do only, we have sex the same ways that we might've learned when we were younger. And I was thinking about how I, when I started the show, one of the main things in 2005 when I started the show was because I thought, I've had okay sex, I've had good sex, but when people would walk around and say, oh, I had the best sex of my life, like last night was amazing, he was amazing, she was amazing, I was always like, stop. What exactly do you mean by that? Like, what do you mean by amazing? And, you know, my friends would say, oh, you know, for a lot of women, it's typically like, oh, it was spontaneous or it was the first, you know, I didn't know that he was coming over and he like threw me against the wall or we were somewhere romantic. And for guys, typically, I guess it's like she was really into it or I don't know. I always want to get it from guys like, cause what does good sex mean? And what does bad sex mean? But anyway, people would say that. And I thought, I just want to become a better lover myself because I think I'm pretty good. I haven't any complaints, but then again, who knows? Maybe people weren't telling me. I thought I want to become a better lover. And so I was having some memories about this. I was thinking, I remember talking to a friend early on about the show and he was like, you know what it is about sex? He's like, I feel like women don't change that much. He said, there was a girl and I, I hooked up with her six months ago, which is like a random hookup. And she gave me a really good blowjob. So six months later, you know, we were like friends with benefits. I hit her up again. She came over. She gave me the exact same blowjob. It was like she was following some kind of instruction manual. Nothing changed. Nothing veered. He's like, it was exactly the same. Now, I'm not saying that's like a, a horrible thing. He wasn't like, it was bad. It was like nothing changed. And so that really inspired me. And I remember thinking like, I want to do something different. So I was dating a guy at the time. He was very lucky, actually, because this is when I was like brand new sex with Emily and I was reading a book. I think it was Sadie Allison's Tickle's Pickle, which is a great book if you want to like know your way around the penis. And I think like literally I'd read one tip, like one little tip. And I was with my boyfriend that I'd been with for like a year. And I went to give him a blowjob, as I often did. 
And I remember we were in his kitchen and I gave him a blowjob and I was like, oh, oh, I'm going to do that thing. I'm going to do that thing. And it was like, I think it was like press down on his perineum with your finger when he's about to come. It was like something very basic. And I did it. And he was like, he had this big orgasm. He's like, oh, oh my God, Emily, what, what did you, what, what did you just do there at the end? And I was like, I just did this thing. You know, it's like, wow, I just did one thing that I read in a book because it was the last thing I remembered. And it was like an amazing, you know, orgasm for him. So that's my example for you. It was like one little thing that, that I learned and it was like, oh, it was a great, you know, oral sex experience. So I thought this is a year of learning for all of us. I think I'm never done learning. Hopefully you're never done learning. And it doesn't have to be like a whole production. Like I'm not saying you need to go out and build a dungeon in your house. I'm not saying you have to go out and buy like an arsenal of toys, although maybe one or two helps. Um, this year, my so my year's resolution for you guys and for the show is I'm going to give you like more unique tips, like on you know most of the shows that are like very specific that can help you improve your sex life. And again, it doesn't have to be big production. Like, have you ever tried a pillow under your butt when you're having sex for women? If you're not able to like have orgasms as, as easily, or the positioning seems off. Sometimes you put a little pillow that works. Try slowing down. If you've been with your partner for a while and you haven't kissed, kissing is the first thing that goes in long-term relationships. FYI. So maybe you're like, you know what? Tonight I'm going to make out again, or, you know, just like focus on the intimacy, focus on the connection. And I'll be bringing you tips this year. All right, guys, so we're going to take this year by the balls, by the clitoris. It's going to be a good one. Happy 2017. Now we got some sex in the news. Okay, 45% of couples schedule sex. According to a recent report, 45% of couples plan a time to have sex with their partners. Planning means one or both people write it down or mentally know that Tuesdays are now allocated for intimate, intimate time. And... I have to say when I, again, when I first started the show, I thought, oh my God, scheduling sex sounds like the boringest buzzkill I could ever imagine. Who wants to schedule sex? Because hot sex is all about spontaneity and you know, like, but what I realized over the years, and I'm glad that this study corroborates that, is that, is that there's a lot of people in relationships who want to have sex, but their schedules don't, you know, you get kids, you get busy. And when you actually schedule sex, it takes a lot of the pressure off because you know, I'm not going to get, I'm not going to try to have sex with my, you know, husband on Saturday night and he's going to reject me. And that's going to be this whole thing all week. You like, no, Tuesday's your night. And so the study goes on to say that it's uh, one of the best ways to prioritize intimacy and put it at the top of the list. And the idea that desire is spontaneous and that it switches on like a light switch actually goes against science. Women do not get aroused and get desirous for sex the same way that men do. So, you know, if you're adverse to scheduling because you worry like it'll make sex into a chore, you know, you're not alone. Because again, some people think, ah, that just seems like another thing. But when you start to think like, oh, it's every Tuesday, you can create like a date night bag and you could fill it with like spontaneous ideas. You're like, I'm going to be giving you tips that you want to try. It could be like, you got a new sex toy in there or you have like, Maybe even take notes on your phone. You're like, God, on Tuesday night, I'm going to wear this laundry. I'm going to try this sex tip. And then you start to think about sex, right? You start to like fantasize and you think, what is it going to be like? And it can actually be really hot. Desire requires arousal to initiate the process. So that means if you put your body in motion, your brain will get on board as well. We always say your brain is the largest sex organ. So if you even start doing the motions, you're going to want to have sex. So the actual physical act can be enough to get the ball rolling, you know, so that's why, again, like you got to like sometimes just start moving it and you're like, oh, okay, I'm going to want sex. It's not going to be so bad. And then you have sex and you never regret it. You're like, oh, why do we have sex? 
just like the gym, right? You're never like, why did I go to the gym? You're usually happy about it. So scheduling time allows both you, both of you to anticipate it more and might even increase your flirtation with your partner because you know what's coming up. So I just think if you've been struggling, you're with your partner, you're like, oh, we don't have sex, schedule it. A lot of couples, all these couples can't be wrong. Um, and I think, again, two great benefits of scheduling it. Uh, you know sex is happening and you don't have to worry about it all week long. You're like, okay, this is happening. Pick whatever date, you know. And I have a lot of friends who've been married and they have date night and they literally religiously, I was talking to one of my friends the other night. She's like, yep, you know, Wednesday night, I'm going out. I'm like, you guys still do that? They have two small kids. They've been doing it for like eight years and every Wednesday is their date night. And also, again, you know that it's happening so you can plan for it. You can fantasize about what's going to happen. You get excited about it. So again, I think these are great benefits for scheduling sex. Okay, so think about that this year. Okay, we are going to take a quick break. Thank you everybody for supporting our amazing sponsors. They help keep the show free and we love them. And um, come back, we'll be taking your calls. Thanks for listening. So are you ready for your new TV obsession? Thursday, January 26th on The CW. The network that gave you The Vampire Diaries and Gossip Girl is bringing you the awesomely dark and addictive new series, Riverdale. Based on Archie Comics, Riverdale puts a super edgy, twisted spin on the classic characters you know. Did you guys ever read Archie? I was actually obsessed with Archie. I used to make my dad take me every single weekend to like Archie comic book conventions. I'm not kidding. Like, that's what I did. I was a huge fan. So are you like a good girl like Betty? Are you more Veronica? I think I'm more of a Veronica, if you couldn't tell. Okay, back to the show. Riverdale looks like the perfect, safe, wholesome, small town, but it's got huge secrets. It all starts off with the new year at Riverdale High and the mysterious murder of one of its most popular kids. Everyone becomes a suspect, and that's when the sordid details about what everyone really did that summer and with whom begins to surface. Wait till you find out what the people in this town are hiding. Do not miss the jaw-dropping series premiere of the must-see new show, Riverdale, Thursday, January 26th, only on The CW. Okay, now we're on to calls. If you have a question you'd like me to answer on the show, I love that. It's so easy to submit your question. Just go to sexwithemily.com, click on the Ask Emily uh, tab at the top, fill out the form, and hit submit. But now there's an option to call into the podcast and get your question answered live. So just check the yes box if you want your question answered on the show. And um, if not, we, you know, we'll still answer your question. We still do emails. You can also leave me a voicemail, which I also think is a really fun part of the show. You guys have been leaving such amazing voicemails. I'm kind of blown away how like articulate and concise and smart you all are. So please leave me a voicemail. It's great to hear your voice. 818-ASK-SWE1 or 818-275-7931. As always, please include information that helps me help you your gender your age where you live and how you listen to the show can't wait to hear from you all right our first call is from shannon she's 43 from new york and she's stuck in an intimacy less marriage and she wants to know if a marriage without intimacy is worth saving and if so how do you save it hi shannon hi emily how are you i'm so good it's so good to talk to you i'm ready to help you with this intimacy challenge going on <laughs> happens to the best of us for sure well tell me a little bit more about t- okay so tell me how long you've been married and just a little bit about what you're what's going on with you okay we have been married for seven years we have not had sex for over nine years and um a lot of the intimacy fell away pretty quickly uh at the beginning of our relationship 
but um, he's such a wonderful man and friend and companion, and uh, I just wanted to be very patient with what he was going through, um, which I probably failed to mention. What's he going um, through? He was that having, you haven't had sex in nine years. Well, <laughs> well I, I should say, when we first started dating, the sex was somewhat normal, and what I mean by that is we were having sex, but he would say that he was having problems down there. So mm-hmm. some form of erectile dysfunction, but it things were still working. So um, probably within that first year, sex became less and less frequent and then just stopped. Okay. But I don't think I realized it stopped for a while and then I blinked and then it's been nine years wow. and here we are. Yeah. Okay. Do you have children? Well, no. you probably couldn't have children because you've been in sex. That's, that's the immaculate <laughs> conception. Or you adopted, let's be honest. Okay, so have you guys talked about this? We have, and often we would end up in some form of heated discussion that would leave us not speaking to each other for about 24 hours or so. Okay. So I realized he's kind of conditioned me not to bring it up. Yeah. So I think that's part of the problem. And then um, this past year, I've just been doing a lot of uh, kind of personal development and trying to clear out a lot of the clutter in my life, like physically, mentally, emotionally. And I was having a discussion with a good friend of mine, and I would have these just amazing and interesting conversations about anything and everything. And one night I shared with him what was going on in my marriage, and he asked me, are you happy? So... That conversation sparked a long period of reflection and self-awareness of issues that I wasn't dealing with, this being one of them. And I just, I feel like therapy is the answer because nothing's changing. Right. And I, I feel like I'm stuck in a hole that I can't get out of without someone's help. Right. Okay. So that's why I, I don't know where to go from here. Right. I mean, I think absolutely therapy, I mean, therapy you know, in your situation, you know, in, in a lot of situations will help, but, but, but Shannon, nine years, nine years, no sex. I mean, I you're, you're essentially roommates, right? If you're yep. not having sex, he, then I, you're roommates. Yep. So he's a great roommate, right? It sounds like he's got to be a great roommate. Like he must help around the house. Like, you know, I don't know, brings in the groceries, he cooks, maybe he's all these great things, but he's not really, I mean, I get he's your husband, but there's been zero sex and you haven't talked about it. So yes, I do think, I mean, yeah, therapy like like today, but also I'm curious, are you still in love with him in that way? That's a very difficult question to answer because I've been trying to figure that out myself and I think I've I've I have all these coping mechanisms in place. You must. So I I I can't really see how, I I, I I don't know. Okay, I so don't this know. is the deal. This I, is, Shannon, this is what you have to do. I, I need to set a timeline here for you because you've had nine years without okay. sex. So I got to tell you, like, yep. I need you to either, like, get into, you both need therapy. Um, I get that you probably don't want to throw yep. it away because you don't know. You probably feel like you haven't really tried yet. Like, you kind of tiptoed around it. But he's got to see, you know, that, that there's an issue that you haven't had sex. So I'm going to say, 
get into get into therapy together if you can because even if it's just to figure out where you guys are at find like a really good yeah. marriage family therapist and um because okay. i'm sure this is going to be peeling back the layers from all these years i mean you know it, you said it started with erectile dysfunction nine years ago that probably you know increased his anxiety around sex i'm sure he's never talked to a doctor about yep. it which most men don't talk to anyone about their penis um and so now <laughs> you've been coping because you know you're like i love this guy i want to stay together but really it's like I asked if you're in love with him because part of me feels like, of course you love him, but if there hasn't been any sex, it's like you love him like a brother, like he's a family member, you care about him. So I just think like, I'm going to give you the timeline that you got to get into therapy like within the next week, because I think the hardest thing for a lot of people is like, oh, my insurance, I got to call them and I don't know if I can find a therapist, like just find one, ask your friends, I'm sure they're on therapy, find it, go to two, see who you like better. And, and just cause you guys got to just honestly like sit in those chairs in that room and face each other and talk about what's going on. Because I don't know after nine years, what you guys are going to do. It's like, if you can roll it back to the beginning or if there's something else going on, but you don't have all the answers now because he, he hasn't been open to talk about it. So, which makes sense. Like you poor thing. Like my heart's like, I want you to like, and then I want you to go to therapy and then I want you to like, no, because things can move quickly here. You're going to know soon enough whether or not he's willing to work on it because you don't have another nine years to A, convince him to go to therapy and to B, convince him to do the work. You're ready to do the work. You've been clearing out the clutter. Yep. You're working on yourself. Um, and a lot of relationships, usually just one of the one person. And these are the relationships that don't often work out when both people aren't willing to, to put in the effort. So you're going to find out right. if he's going to show up at that appointment and if he's going to do the work. And if he's not... You know, you're going to know um, if you should if you should say or you should go. Because if nothing changes, I'm going to say three months from now, so it's January. If by March, like literally put this on your calendar, like March 20th or something, write down how you'd like to be feeling in your relationship and what milestones you'd like to have hit and see how you feel then. Because if, if okay. you don't feel to you, don't, I don't want this to go on for another few years. I, I just can't have this for you. Like, you know, right. so... That's therapy. Absolutely. I don't want that for me either. Right. And don't let him get away with like not going and canceling the appointment. Like you got to take the, you got to take control of this. You should be having a robust sexual, like romantic, amazing life with someone who cooks and gives you amazing orgasms. (laughs) Sounds wonderful. Okay. Keep me posted, Shannon. Okay. I will, Emily. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Have a good day. Bye. Uh, God, Shannon, that was a great call. You guys, if that, if that, struck a chord with any of you you're like god we haven't had sex in a month we should probably work on that you should couples should be having sex i'm never going to give you a set number but if you're having sex like once a month that's not great once a week i think is good you know we can if you can live with that but nine years people nine years and i'm not going to be you know i could just sit here all day long and say go to therapy go to therapy but i actually think everybody needs therapy but they really need it and they got to figure it out so um if you're stuck in an intimacy-less marriage, that might want to be the route that you want to go. And I want to hear from Shannon. I love when you guys let me know how things go. Like, after we talk and give you advice, I want to hear how it progresses. Like, I want Shannon to call me in March. I need to know. Okay, another call? All right. Okay, our next call, we have Miles. He's 24 uh, from California, and he's concerned about the size of his package, wondering if he should give his new love interest the heads up about it. Hey, Miles. Hi, how are you? I'm good. So tell me what's going on. So, you know, when I first tried to have sex, it was when I was 18. Um, you know, I had always been a little, you know, self-conscious about it. it was, and the first time it really didn't happen, and then it ended up happening because I had performance anxiety. So the 
Second time I tried, um, it was a little uneventful. Um, the, uh, you know, she was very understanding. Uh, I came in like 50 seconds flat, but, uh, you know, she told me straight up, you know, I'm, I'm a grower. And so I didn't even know that what that was until she said you were a uh, grower. She told me in a research about, excuse me? She said you were a grower. Yes. Grower, not a shower. As in, yeah. when you see your flaccid penis, you're like, ah, and then it grows. And it's like, oh, yeah. okay, got it. All right. Yeah. Just explaining for the at-home audience. Okay. <laughs> so she told me I was a grower, and I didn't really know what that was. And so now I'm dating someone new. And uh, I'm a little self-conscious because she's been very open about her sexual desires. Okay. And I don't know how to uh, go about it without um, kind of freaking her out at first sight. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, back up. You're you're concerned that she's gonna look at your penis and think it's small, and she's not gonna. And you're like, no, no, wait, it's gonna grow. Is that what you're yeah. thinking? Okay. So first of all, that that won't happen. <laughs> I'm just telling you right now, like that is not gonna happen. She's attracted to you. She's telling you about her sexual desires. She's excited, excited to have sex with you. And I have to tell you that after the thousands of emails and calls and I've gotten from people that I I hear from more men who are concerned about their penis than women. Like women don't even talk. They're like, oh yeah, it's great, love her. So you've nothing to be concerned about, okay? So as far as that goes, she's not gonna be like, oh sorry, we were gonna have sex, but oh, yeah, you hope you grow there. No. So I feel like. That's not the size isn't the issue. You said she talked about her desires. Is there something in her desire that's c- concerning you? Like you won't be. Yeah, able- we went. We went on a date. We already went on uh, a couple of dates, and uh, you know she's a very hyper type of girl. And uh, she told me about you know she likes it rough. Okay. And so at first it was a little shocking. Uh, you know, you know, revealing that to me. You know, and some of the other things that she she likes to be eaten out and everything. Like what? Speeding out? uh, She likes to be eaten out. Be eaten out. Okay, go down on her, right? Yeah, she likes to, um, you know, and she likes it rough. And she told me that her last sexual partner, like, made her realize that. And, uh, you know, she's more into the um, spontaneous side of sex. Okay. And if I, I could, I could only really give that when I'm already hard. Right. And so... I, I don't know. It's, it, it was weird. Don't you think uh, that you'll already get hard? Like, you don't, uh, right now, you don't have a problem getting hard, right? Like, when you're turned on, you get hard. Oh, uh, yeah. So, don't you think that you're going to be hard, like, the second you guys start making out? I mean, first of all, if she likes it rough, I know all these things, like, right, rough, eating out. Like, if you guys start kissing and making out and you, like, you know, throw it out on the bed and you go down there, like, you're going to be turned on. So, I don't think you have to worry that you're going to be in a scenario where your penis is not hard here. Mm-hmm. So... That's not going to be a problem. Um, and if that does happen, let's say you're like, oh, I'm too anxious. We just got to get you out of your head because this happens to a lot of guys. And you will get through this. There's nothing wrong with you, Miles. You're 24 years old. You know, I think a lot of younger guys just, and believe me, happens to some older guys too. But you don't have as much experience. And your few times might have been like, oh, this happened, that happened. And you think that's who you are. But it's not who you are. So the, the, the less you can spend focusing on what might happen and what happened in the past, the better. And that means that you got to be present in the moment with this beautiful desirous woman who likes it rough in front of you when you're having sex. So whenever these thoughts come in your head, just go back to like something about her that turned you on. Okay. So direct those thoughts into the moment of what's happening. Okay. Away from your penis and into the moment. So are you concerned about the rough part? Are you concerned about going down on her both? Have you gone down on a woman? Um, 
I have once, uh, but like I said, I don't, or like you said, uh, like you guessed correctly, I don't really have that much experience because, you know, I would compare myself to all these porn stars that would have like seven, nine inch penises and I would think, well, I'm small. And so I kind of became asexual through that Mm. uh, because I was thinking, well, no one's going to want to, you know, you know, do this, but, um, but it's, yeah, it's, I, I don't really have as much experience right that's fine that's fine and who knows how much she really has okay so she had one lover who threw her against the wall and she thinks she likes rough sex we don't know what all of her experience is okay and nobody's expecting you to be this like pro sex guy right because the key to having really great sex with someone is to be in tune with them and to be connected so really it's about like you want her to be pleased and so I would just be paying attention to like how she is responding to you. So like when you guys go out, you know, when you start making out, like just like is her breath quickening, you know, when you start touching her body, when you start doing things like just like be present with her in the moment. And and I don't think that she's going to be thinking that you, you know, she doesn't have all these expectations. She's not hard on you like you're being hard on you. Okay. So um, I think that, that these are all these past like negative things that you're telling yourself that I just wish you could like leave behind. And I know that's easier said than done. So I'm telling you that none of these things are going to like, she's not going to be sitting there thinking all these things, but about you, but it's okay that you don't have experience. Like nobody is born with the experience. So you mm-hmm. can let her know when you do go down on her, if you want to, that, you know, like go slow. First of all, going slow is a great way. Like kiss her for a long time. Like anticipation is one of the biggest turn-ons for, for women. Okay. The longer you can wait, like I was just talking earlier in the show about like my biggest pet peeve and I've been having sex a lot longer than you and probably a lot more is that, um, when a guy still like who's had a lot of sex just goes right from my pants and to take him off and have sex with me. I'm like, whatever happened to like the buildup and the romance, like make out with her, like do the things that you feel good about, like appreciate her, kiss her, kiss her neck, like slowly undress her, kiss her breast. Just cause she likes rough sex. Doesn't mean the first time you're together, she wants you to throw her against the wall either. FYI. She's just telling you like, Oh, I'm crazy. And I've done all these things. But if you're present with like what's happening in the moment, I'm telling you, it's going to be a much more positive experience. And then if it gets to the point, you're going down on her, you can just ask her what she likes. You know, we've tons of great stuff on our website about like how to's like great, like cunnilingus and, you know, some best tips and all that. But really it's about like going down, going slow, starting slow, like with your tongue, like, like light, like butterfly, like kisses and just like ask her, like, does that feel good? Like how you can start and you can also tell in the moment how she's reacting. So is her breath quickening? You know, is she arching her body towards you? You know, you can start to get, that's how you learn. You know, you learn by like doing. So no one's expecting you to be the champion here. Should I be upfront about like not having as much experience or just kind of let it happen? Don't, I wouldn't, naturally? I would not be, I wouldn't be upfront about your penis because your penis is amazing. I promise you grow or not short. I mean, most guys are, most guys are growers. I don't even know what that, I mean, I know what you're saying. Like, but we're not looking, men, women are not judging a flaccid penis. We're not even judging your hard penis as much as you think we are. And you don't have to say anything. I don't have a lot of experience. No, because you're going to kill it. She's going to be fine. You don't. Now, if something comes up when she's like, well, you do this, you know, the pile driver, which is a sex move that I could barely master. And you know what the hell it is. You'd be like, oh, I've never done that move before. But I guarantee you that you're not going to have to make any apologies here for who you are and what you're doing. You can say, you know, I... Every woman's different. Tell me what you like down here. Like, t- if she gets frustrated, for example, if that happens, which probably won't, but just 
ask her, like, be like, what, what do you need? What, you know, how can I help you? But if you really pay attention to it, I think you're going to do just fine. This is you getting in your own way right now. And if you can focus until you see her again, I don't know when your date is, but like on positive, don't stop watching porn. Like, don't watch porn next week, first of all. And start, like, getting education. Like, education and experience is how you're going to have that self-confidence. So start reading up on it. Read up on the female body, a sexual response. And also, you know, when you're with her, that's also experiential. So just, and just, like, love yourself. Love your body. It's going to be fine. I promise you. It's all in your head. So that's the good news. No one rejected you. Nothing bad happened. This is just what you're th- you're worrying all right, thank you very much, Emily. You're welcome. Let me know how it goes. Thanks, Miles. All right, thank you. If I could do, like, one public service announcement, like, to the world, it would be, like, you know, size doesn't, you guys already know size doesn't matter, but it's, like, don't worry about your freaking penis. Guys, if all the time that men worry, the, the, the time and the energy and the anxiety that goes into, like, stressing about your penis, like, you could have, like, cured cancer right now, collectively, men, and solve world hunger world hunger because we are not worried about your penis like you are okay we've got amanda 23 from missouri on the phone and she's recently told by a partner that her kissing style left a little to be desired now she's looking for some tips on what to do with her tongue hi amanda hi hi welcome to the show Tell me what's I'm going on. I'm glad to be here. I know. This is so fun. I love having the calls. Okay, so tell me what's going on. You had this partner who was like, I don't even like this guy, but tell me what happened. <laughs> yeah, he was a Tinder date. Oh, there you go. And no, um, it was our second date. And we, we were just like hanging out in my apartment after going out to dinner. And uh, we started making out. And then he pulls back and is like, have you ever been with somebody before? And I was really taken aback because I have, and I've kissed many guys, and I've never had any complaints. Right. Okay. So maybe, like, the way he, you know, for his liking, like, you weren't kissing the way he's used to kissing. So that's all it has to do with. Yeah, what did he say? Yeah, he said I wasn't using enough tongue. And he's like, usually I kiss girls that use a lot of tongue, and you're very timid. Okay. So that's what he wanted. Okay. Mm-hmm. So do you feel like that's kind of true? Like, do you feel like you are timid? Did that resonate with you? Um, I don't feel like I am. I usually, with guys that I've been with in the past, like we've talked about what we like. And I guess I'm more of a kind of playful biter than a tongue person. Right. Um, it's good to so, bite and tongue. I love the bite. Like you bite his lower lip. Yeah. Yeah, that's hot. That's a really hot move. That's good. I didn't learn that till like much later than you learned it. Like you're 22, 23. Okay. So here's the thing about kissing that's so amazing is that first of all, kissing is kind of like a dance. So every person that you're with, you're kind of creating your own dance together, right? Like sometimes he leads, sometimes you lead. And so just because this guy was a douchebag, I'm sorry, he was. Like, oh, have you ever kissed anyone? Like, that's just a douchey thing to say, okay? I'm sure there's nothing wrong with the way you kiss. He's used to girls shoving their tongue down his throat. That said, right. I think it's great to, like, think about this. Like, I've actually done this. And <laughs> I've done all these things. I was like, I thought, too, as I went to like, I kissed the same way. And I started thinking about how I kissed. And I thought, I'm going to do more of that biting thing, more of the, like, tongue. But really, it's like... I think that when you're kissing someone, are you conscious of what they're doing? Are you thinking more about what they want? Like, where is your head when, when you're making out with someone? I guess I more do what I've known has worked in the past. Like, I, my pa- like past boyfriend, like, he really liked that. So that's kind of just where I go to. And yeah. I kind of, I like it when 
guys bite my lip too. So I kind of kiss the way I want to be kissed. Right. Okay. So you just said something so great. So that's exactly it. We all have sex the way we want to have sex, right? So I think a great exercise is that the next time you're with somebody and you could do this, maybe after you've dated them a few times, you could say, you know what? I want to try an experiment. I want you, let's play a game. I want you to show me the way that you want to be kissed and then have him kiss you. And then you can show him how you'd like to be kissed, right? So you're kind of just sitting there and he's doing his thing with his tongue or whatever he does. And then you show him how you like to be kissed. And then it becomes like this amalgamation of, then you know what you both want. Right. And it's a great way to learn. You know, it's a great way to figure out like there are other ways to, to, to kiss and, you know, but usually you get into, typically if you're with someone and you guys are reading each other, you kind of just get into this rhythm where you're not even going to be thinking about it anymore. And I think that's going to happen to you really soon. I think this guy just jolted you. And I'm glad you called before yeah. this became like 10 years from now. And you're like, I haven't left my house because this guy said I was a bad kisser. Because this is one guy, right? We've all had those statements that could just like set us back. It just means like, great, wake up call. Thank you very much for the information. And now I'm going to start like you know, practicing with guys I'm with. So maybe next time with your guy, if you don't feel like, like, let's play a game, because I know that could be like, whatever, just, you could just kind of like say, you know, I'm going to stick my tongue out. I'm going to pay attention to how he's doing it. And I'm going to follow his lead, like dancing. And I do that sometimes where I'm like, I'm not sure. Like sometimes it's kind of erratic when you start kissing someone at first. I'm like, I'm just going to see what he's doing. Like, and I'll just follow his tongue. Right. And then we get mm-hmm. into that groove. It's not like I'm fun, but it like becomes our own thing. And then I'll like bite the lip or do my thing, you know, and then you go back to like, how can we sync together? It is like dancing. So right. I think if you think of it that way, that you're not both like separately on like separate sides of the fence, but you're both in it together, that might help you. Right. Yeah. What yeah. Cause it just really threw me off. Cause uh, you know, it's just a guy I met off of Tinder. So I'm seeing a couple people, and so I'm like, oh, gosh, is that going to happen the next time I kiss no. him? Because I've never had that happen before. Good. Well, I'm glad you called because we're nipping this in the bud right now because this will not happen before. This guy just, guys just say, th- women say things and it's like so hurtful. And you know what? No, you've got nothing. You've got plenty of dates. You've had boyfriends. You've had, and believe me, there's nothing wrong with your kissing. I'm just going to say, and this is for everyone listening, you can always improve your kissing. You can always be a better lover in all different ways. So, yeah, right. nothing wrong with you. Keep on tindering. Keep swiping. Okay. And uh, just practice. Practice will teach you that, you know, everyone's a little different and you'll pick up different tips from others. So. Yeah, that's very true. Okay. So no worries, Amanda. You're good. I wish I could give you a kiss right now. Okay. (laughs) Bye. Thanks for calling. All right. Thank you. (sighs) That's a really good one too, you guys. I can't tell you how many people are just damaged by these one-off statements. Like I can't kiss or I can't give a blowjob, you know, but kissing is is first of all, it's the first thing that goes, like I said, a lot of long-term relationships, but really it's something that can be improved upon. I've had so many people say, oh, she was a bad kisser. He was a bad kisser and I can't go out with them again. I'm like, no, you can. Kissing is something that you can actually work on together and improve. And we all want to learn if you're with a willing partner, you guys can make your own kissing dance. It'll be beautiful. All right. We have Tanner. He's 24 from Florida and he's looking for advice to help him out of a pickle with his two best friends, both of whom he slept with. Tanner, you're the man. What's up? Oh, how's it going, Amy? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Okay, so that's quite a pickle. Two best friends. You've slept yeah. with both of them. Yep, that's where, right. Okay. Where are we at now? Uh, well, since uh, since I originally emailed you, um, the one that's from Texas, me and her are actually dating now. Okay. And the one from Florida, we're, we're still all roommates. <clears throat> but it hasn't been super weird, but at the same time, it hasn't been a normal thing. 
Yeah, because she's your roommate and you slept with her. And now you have to see her like making coffee in the morning, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and I'm I'm sure she's heard me, me and the other other one, you know, kind of. Oh yeah, thing. and she's still living there. I would think that she would not want to be living there. And um, are they still best friends? Yeah, I mean it's it's been kind of weird. When I first moved in, they were everything was super weird. Like it was kind of weird to talk to each other, but it's gotten a little better. I still don't think it's it's to the point where I'd like it to be. Well, what do you want? So you're in a long distance relationship with her best friend in Texas, and so but then every day uh, you're right. Well, no, we all live together now. Wait a minute. Okay, wait. I thought you said, okay, got it. So so you, all three of you live together? Yes. Just the three of you? Yep, just the three of us. So you're in the room with the one girl all the time having sex and the other roommates there and they're still best friends? Basically, yeah. Okay. And so what do you want to happen? Do you want like you all to have like, you know... I don't know, like kumbaya. Like, do you want y'all to hang out and go to movies? I mean, this sounds really yeah, kind sticky. of. I mean, I, I don't want to. I don't want to leave her thinking that you know we're exclusive and we don't want to hang out with her at all. You know, I still want her to be like a part of our, you know, friendship. Like, we're not kicking you out of the little group just because we're sleeping right. together. Is she dating other people yet? Um, she's talking to one guy. Okay, once she but, starts dating a guy, once she has someone, then you'll all have barbecues this summer and be fine. But right now, she's got no one else and, you know, her roommate's banging you in the next room and she's got to listen to it, which sounds painful. And that you chose the friend over her. So there's a lot of hurt going on here, you know? I mean, there's a lot of ego bruising. And I don't think that you're going to be able to talk her into wanting to, like, hang out right away, maybe. But I think if this is your situation and three of you, like, are living together that you're going to have to find a way to make it to make it work. I don't think you can, you know, it sounds like you're being, you're being, you know, you said you're being not being exclusive. You mean sexually, right? You are sexually exclusive, but you're not, you're being inclusive in that you invite her out to the movies with you guys, right? Right. Yeah. Like if we're going to go out to a bar or something, we always try to invite her. But she doesn't go. No. A lot of times, because the, the guy she's hanging out with isn't exactly a, a good person. Okay. So it's, it's kind of making it hard for us to hang out because we don't, neither of us like him, but every time we invite her out, she invites him and then it just makes things worse. Yeah, that doesn't sound fun. What does your friend think? What, is, what does the girl think about it, the one that you're with? I mean, it's her best friend. She doesn't like, she doesn't like him at all. Well, it's I mean, okay. The guy's going to be gone. Like but... we, we don't want to kick her out of the group. Right. But, but I get that her feelings is, are hurt, you know? He treats her like shit. Right. Right, and you can't. Does she see that or no? Probably not yet. Yeah, she sees it, but she just kind of ignores it because she's falling for him so bad. Right. Oh, it's so hard to watch your friends date the wrong people. Um, I know. God, it's the worst. And you live together. This is all so close, Tanner. This is like stressful. Like I feel like I can feel the tension in your house. I just think it's going to be time. If you guys are all committed to living together, time does heal all wounds. And maybe if you don't invite her out, like she's going to feel like the third wheel. If the two of you are going to a bar and you're like, hey, come with us, but why don't you invite your other friends along? And she can bring the guy she's dating who's a jerk, but invite some others. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then she won't feel like, oh, they're just doing it to be nice. Because right now she just feels like the Cinderella got left behind. Well, we've, we've tried inviting other people, but she seems to always end up with him. 
Right. Well, you can't do anything about that. See, these are two separate issues. She's into some guy that nobody likes. So hopefully she's going to see your ways. That's another hard thing to talk people. You're not going to talk her into hanging out with you more. And you're not going to talk her into dumping this guy until she sees, you know, his faults, like as clearly as you yeah. do. And that's yeah, of- we've we've kind of talked about that, too. And we realize that there's not really much we can do because we we tried to talk to her a lot and she just doesn't seem to listen. Right. She's not there yet. Well, maybe there's some other friends or her parents or someone that you think she would listen to. But sometimes we just got to go through it. We got to go through dating the jerks and the people who are not great for us. And then we get to the other side and we're like, I'll never do that again. Or you have a pattern yeah, and you keep sure. dating assholes, but hopefully eventually you get over it. But it sounds like you're doing <laughs> what you can do. You know, Tanner, I think you're doing what you can do right now. So, yeah. you know, don't beat yourself up. You you're, you know what I mean? Like you slept with both of them. She's still living with you. So it's not that bad, but you can't save her from herself. But right. um, you can just be supportive. So yeah, that's what we're trying to do. Okay. Well, Tanner, I think you're going to be fine. I think you guys are going to be fine, and she's going to have to go through what she goes through. And just try to, like, keep the sex down. Would you hear her come home, you know, maybe, like, turn up the music or something when you're having sex and she gets home? You want to keep reminding her that she's being an asshole and your friend got you, you know? Okay? Yeah, well, that will be a little less loud. Yeah, you know, it's the least you could do, right? And if you and have <laughs> yeah. party, again, keep inviting with other people. Maybe you can bring some, you know, introduce her to some friends that you know, but... Right now, you're not going to be able to penetrate this relationship she's in, I don't think, until she's ready. Yeah. Okay, Tanner. Good luck to you. You'll be fine. Thanks. Thanks It'll work out. Okay. You're welcome. That's a tough one. Tanner, two, he sleeps with two. I, mean, I can't believe she hasn't moved out yet, personally. But, hey, you sign a lease. You're in it together. And I think it, you just, you know, you'd be cordial. You'd be, you know, you'd be all need to act with integrity, be a good person. And, um, God, it's the worst, though, when your friends are dating people and they just don't listen to your advice. But. Just think everything's happened for a reason. We all learn from these mistakes, hopefully. <laughs> we have Summer, 22. She's from North Carolina, and she's very comfortable and confident in her sexuality. But she's sick of being shamed for it by guys she dates. Like, why can't a girl enjoy sex without, be calling, without being called obsessed? Is that right, Summer? Yes, that is so right. <laughs> Hi, welcome Hi, to the show. I'm so good. Tell me what's going on, sweetie. Okay, yeah, so I've had a couple past relationships um, where they, like, yes, we do have a lot of sex, but it's just, like, I feel they're not on the same page as me, and I think the one that I'm that really bothered me and kind of messed me up for a while was my last one, and um, he, like, he, he was kind of toxic, and I think I wrote about it to you before a while ago, and um, he... Of course, we made the mistake of talking about how many um, partners we slept with, and mine was higher than his. And like his reaction, he just like was like, "What?" Ugh. And then, and then in the past, like I heard that he called me a slut, and um, he was like, "Oh, is that your past? Like your um, slut past and like stuff like that." So I don't know. And I kind of like I've moved on from it, but it's still kind of like in the back of my mind, you know, like every once in a while. Right. I totally get it. Oh, so, my God. Well, you know how I feel about sharing your sleep number, unless it's like the mattress. Yes. The sleep number mattress. I know. But, like, you know, know, and I'll just repeat this for people of you listening. Like, it does, it, it's like a, it does nobody any good. It's always like, it's either too high and you're a slut, too low and you don't have enough experience. There is no reason why anyone needs this information. And so my advice when anyone ever asks you is just like, you know what? Right now I'm focused on the sex that we're having. That's it. Shut it down. Right. It's not, but I get you already did it. And I think this happens a lot in your 20s. Like people want to know because you know why guys ask? 
because he want he's so mm-hmm. insecure about his own like sexual prowess that he's like, well, let me see, yeah. I got I got to figure out where I am in this equation. Do I have more or less experience? So he was so threatened by the fact that you might have had a few more partners that he was insecure. So he attacked you. You realize this has nothing to do with right. you, okay? Nothing. Yeah, yeah, I know. I just at the time, like I just started to think like second guessing. I was like, wow, maybe like. I should calm down a little bit or maybe I should, but it's just like, I, I don't know. That's a part of me, like my sexuality, I'm like becoming more and more comfortable with it. And Good. I just find a lot of the guys that have been coming, at least maybe it's just me. I'm picking around guys, but yeah, they haven't that. been on the same page and they get really like weirded out. If I ask them questions about what they like and like what their favorite position is and they kind of shut down and cause they don't weird know about it. Right. So. Cause they don't know you're 22. Yes, Are you dating twenty-two-year-old men, boys? Um, <laughs> yeah, they've been around my age. Okay, yeah, so, so so here's the thing: you, no matter how mature you are, no matter like how smart you are, when you are twenty-two years old or in your early twenties, you literally have not lived enough. You haven't had enough experience. You haven't had a lot of sexual partners. So you're asking these right. questions, which which I think like I, I would tell people that's what you need to do. You need to ask like, what do you like? They don't know what they like. They don't know what positions uh, they like yet. They're just happy they're having sex. They probably like the jackhammer. That's all they know. You know what I mean? Yes. So you're kind of, you're like almost too smart for your own good, right? And so I would say there will, I'm not, I'm not saying that there is not a 22-year-old out there that does, that is more evolved sexually. I'm just saying that right. the guys you've been with, they just don't, they can't handle this. Like it's just they because, know. no, they don't know. Cause most girls maybe they've been with are not as evolved with you. They're not asking the questions. They don't know what they want. And I say somewhere you're doing nothing wrong. This is the time to be okay. experimenting. Use, just use protection. Okay. Don't talk about what yeah. you're doing. No one needs to know. Maybe your best friend, but not even your best friend's best friend. Cause then she'll gossip about you. Cause she's jealous. So just like, this is not right. something that you need to talk about. Right. You know, and not cause right. anything's wrong with it, but just like people like, they get jealous and they like to use information against you. So I would say like, I love that you're so confident, comfortable and confident in your sexuality. And so when you're, mm-hmm. you're going to find a guy who's your match and who's going to be able to handle it. But until you do, don't waste your time with guys who aren't meeting you at this level. Really? Yeah. But you're not doing anything I wrong. I am. Yeah. Wasting my time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, we all, you know what? It's part of it and you learn from it. So here's the thing. I wouldn't even say that it's yeah, a waste of time. True. I would say that you've learned it. And now you probably know if you take a, like a little bit of time right now, there's probably some mm-hmm. similarities. Maybe you can tell me like the, the last few guys, anything come to mind that was like, Oh wow. Yeah. They all blank. You know, there's probably signs. Yeah. Like they're all kind of similar in the way. Like, is that what you're asking? Yeah. Yeah. You know, or like you can just get a feel for it the way they are around sex. Or maybe yeah. they're not like great. Kid. Mm-hmm. Maybe they like, they take your clothes off. They, they don't slow down with foreplay or they don't, care about your needs right like they don't and it's because they haven't had enough experience yet so i would say maybe go a little older like go a few years older yeah i think i'm going to yeah and just just don't give it up just you know self-love stay home masturbate figure out what else you like and um just don't go out with these guys who just don't who are judging you because you're not doing anything wrong in fact i think you're like ahead of the curve here and i love to hear about a 22 year old woman who's like self-possessed enough to like and self-assured enough to own her sexuality and to know what makes you feel good so i think you're awesome yeah i think thank you i think it's just like part of um kind of owning up to you know kind of being like this is me this is who i am and um being confident enough to show that to guys i guess exactly and you know what you're and you're doing it and i'm sorry that you had a guy who threw it back in your face which is what happens when you share that number 
It happened to all. Yeah. It's happened to oh, so many of us. Do. They want to know mm-hmm. because again, they're like, "Tell me, tell me, like, you can tell me, you can tell me," because they're trying to measure up. There are they're so insecure right. having sex in their twenties, like, "Oh my god, I don't want to do that." They're like, "How can I make sense of this?" And they're gathering data, you know, and it just doesn't. It's just going to be used against you. So, um, but yeah. yeah, it's it's you're gonna. You don't need to share all that information, but you can still be the self-assured woman who knows what she wants in bed. Like, do not make apologies for that at all. Just be careful. Take time before you sleep with someone, you know? I don't think that's a bad thing. Make out with... You can tell by the way you... Like, foreplay. Like, you can tell if you make out with a guy and hook up with him a few times without sex how they're going to be, you Mm -hmm. know, as lovers. And you can pretty much tell. So Right, that is very true. But don't take this on as that this is who you are because this is just, like... It has nothing to do with you. It has to do with them. Just remember okay. that. You're doing everything right here. Yeah. Except for oh, sharing your number. Well, thank you very much. Okay. <laughs> I know. That was not... That was no, we all do it. That's what I'm telling you. We've all done it, right? And you might do it again, and it's yeah. totally fine. But just know, typically... Oh, to. Typically, just not the best conversation. So, it doesn't ever... No, Very rarely does it help. Like, I don't want to know. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Like, I don't want to know how you're sleeping with. I just keep thinking about, like, making out with you again. You know what I mean? Like, turn the tables. Like, just shut that conversation down. Right. No, Keep definitely. doing you. Okay. Thanks, Summer. You got this. Okay. Thank you. You're such a help. Thank you, Emily. You're welcome. <sighs> hey, I, I, you know what I love about these today's calls? That everyone's calling in. Everyone had like this a singular traumatic moment with a, with a, on a date or with someone they were with. And these are the things, people, that set us back for a lifetime. Like, I can't tell you how many guys I know, like, in their 40s were like, yeah, when I was 23, this girl told me that, like, I had a small penis or that I was bad in bed and, like, he's 45 and he still can't have sex. So the fact that you're all calling me now with these things that I'm telling you are, like, one person's opinion of you that has nothing to do with you because most people lash out and are judgmental because they're insecure. This will set you free from having this set you back from having amazing sex your entire life. So... These are great calls. I love it. I love talking to you all. Keep calling. All right. Okay. I had a blast. That was so fun, you guys. Please send me your emails and um, your calls. So just uh, go to the website, sexwithemily.com. Go to the Ask Emily banner tab and then just write your question and say, yes, I'd like to be called because how great is this? Because then I can get into it. We can get into it. We can have a talk. And I love talking to my listeners. I just freaking love you all. Thank you so much for uh, supporting the show. Happy New Year to everybody. And um, thanks so much for listening. Also, oh, wait, I got to thank my amazing team, of course. Thank you, Madison and Eddie and Ken, who's here and I'm from out of town. Thank you, Jamie and Lori. Thank you, Michael, doing the sound. And uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Was it good for you? Email me, feedback at sexwithemily.com. have some great news for you. You're done with holiday gifts for another year and you can officially resume shopping for yourself guilt-free. What better way to kick things off than with something new for the bedroom? Well, my friends at Adam and Eve have exactly what you're looking for, no matter what that might be. AdamandEve.com is where you'll find all my favorite high-end toys like the magic wand and the WeVibe sink, as well as sexy lingerie, games, massage oils, everything you need to keep things exciting. And you know what's next? The new deal for 2017. For a limited time, when you use code EMILY at checkout, they will include their exclusive Big O Kit with your purchase. This kit includes Climax Gel and a great mini vibe, perfect for finding the Big O. Of course, code EMILY will also save you 50% on just about any toy, DVD, lingerie, or sensual product Adam and Eve sells. And your order will ship for free. 
To get in on this deal, go to adamandeve.com and enter code EMILY at checkout today. When it comes to intimacy, I always say go five times slower than you think you should. Well, for some guys, that's not always possible during intercourse. Whether you have an issue with premature ejaculation or not, chances are you'd still love to last longer, and you can with Permescent. Permescent is a clinically proven, FDA-compliant product that can significantly delay ejaculation. If you're able to last longer, you'll have less anxiety about performing. See, with Permescent, you can focus on being in the moment with your partner, enjoying sex instead of stressing about it, and they get the benefit of a longer, more intense experience, which trust me, they're going to love. To illustrate how Permescent works, we've begun to post their amazing videos on sexwithemily.com. Check out the videos tab to see them for yourself. And now it's easier to buy Permescent than ever before because now it's available at your local Rite Aid. That's right. You can run out and get some today. Of course, you can also click on the Permescent banner on my site or visit permescent.com. That's P-R-O-M-E-S-C-E-N-T.com.